I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, this is Karun Chando coming to you after the British Grand Prix weekend. Uh, A great weekend of on-track action, plenty of stuff going on. Plenty of drama at the end of the race as well. Uh, it, it all sort of got uh, fairly hectic in the last three or four laps. But, you know, it's always a great weekend at the British GP. Fantastic atmosphere. The crowd are just so knowledgeable and so enthusiastic. Um, they were completely behind Lewis, uh, you know, and uh, it, all weekend, as you can expect. Very partisan crowd. But they're also pretty fair. You know, there's lots of cheers for Sebastian despite the fact that he's obviously Lewis's big championship rival this season. So uh, that was always nice to see. Daniel and Max had plenty of support as well. Um, you know, two great characters of the sport, so as you, as you would imagine. So, um, so let's, let's look at the weekend as it unfolded. I think there was a key point that Sebastian Vettel made, which is that this was a, a further underlying... Uh, weekend, uh, a weekend which really underlined, I should say, Mercedes' performance in qualifying. I think it, it is no question about it that they've they've made a huge step when it comes to turning the engines up and unlocking extra performance. We saw it in Austria, we saw it in Baku, uh, we saw it to some extent in Canada, and again here in Silverstone. They're finding, you know, a good sort of half second uh, or so, which is a massive chunk just in straight line performance. And it's quite clear that um, towards the end of the straight, once you get to sort of sixth, seventh gear, eighth gear, um, the the top end of it, could be a bit of drag involved maybe with a Ferrari, but for whatever reason, the Mercedes is is pulling a huge amount of lap time uh, on, on the straight compared to Ferrari. And, you know, once you qualify in front, then you dictate the race. You know, you make the start and you control the race and, and you dictate the strategy, you dictate when you're pitting and therefore other people are pitting. You're able to to run in free air, so you're doing less damage to your tyres. Uh, there's a lot of those elements which come into play. And I think uh, certainly that's something Ferrari will be very concerned about. I think once, yeah, twice, okay, you could start to say circuit, track, blah, blah, blah. But once, and actually in Austria, if you look at it, Vettel was within half a tenth of pole. But now that's four weekends in a row where the Mercedes has clearly made a big gain in terms of straight line performance. And Ferrari would be very concerned, I imagine, about that. Let's talk about Kimi Raikkonen for a second because, you know, Lewis, well, actually, let's start with Lewis. Undoubtedly the star of the weekend. Um, arrived here under big pressure. Missed the F1 live event in London, which I think was, I still believe was a mistake. I think he he should have should have gone, um, and I think privately he perhaps realizes that it was a mistake, and really he should have um, maybe underestimated how big the event was going to be. But 
whatever, bygones be bygones. Um, once he came to the track, there was a cloud over it, you know, it overshadowed all of Thursday's interviews, lots of questions about why he doesn't feel the need to engage with the public, blah, blah, blah. Um, but once it got to the, the actual on-track stuff, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he was tremendous. Um, he, he, I think he's a bit like Nigel Mansell. The home crowd lifts him up and he gets this massive boost. And once he's on track, uh, on, on a weekend where he's feeling good and the car's working well, he's unstoppable. So I think this was clearly one of those weekends. He was, he was just immense all through the weekend. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, I was going to say earlier, I think bit of a surprise in qualifying. Um, the fact that he got ahead of Seb, I think, surprised uh, a lot of people. But I wasn't really surprised because Kimi's always been good at Silverstone. This is one of those circuits, fast, flowing, a bit like Spa. It's always been a, a good circuit that he's gone well at. And it's actually, despite Seb winning in 2009, it's not ever been one of his sort of... Um, favorite circuits where he, you know, he's always been unbeatable at. There's been, uh, this has been a circuit which, which, you know, Mark Webber was often faster than him. And for whatever reason, Seb never been particularly happy or comfortable around here. And once again, Kimi outqualified him. And in the race, you know, Kimi was eight seconds up the road um, when he, when all those punctures and stuff unfolded towards the end. So really, you know, it was a very convincing weekend. And actually in that first stint, you know, the way Kimi went away with um, with Lewis, you know, Lewis was three or four seconds up the road, but both those guys, you know, they were a full 12 seconds ahead of the rest of the pack, uh, and eventually Valtteri came through. But I think that was a really strong, convincing weekend from Kimi Raikkonen. And, you know, it's, um, it's, it's surprising a lot of people that there's life of the old dog yet, but uh, he, uh, he did a really good job. Uh, nice for Red Bull to finally get two cars to the finish. They've had so many races with uh, with potential for results, but it hasn't worked out for various reliability issues. But, you know, it's great to see that they got both cars to the finish. Worryingly, though, a huge gap to um, everybody behind. Uh, sorry, to everybody in front. You know, the, the gap in qualifying was huge. The gap in terms of race pace was big compared to Ferrari and Mercedes, and that, that'll be uh, a big question mark for Red Bull. On a track where really, you know, their chassis performance should have shown shown them in a better light, I thought, but didn't, didn't really seem that way. Uh, Budapest and Singapore uh, will be interesting. Spa in the mid-sector in recent times have been very strong. So actually, Spa has been, uh, despite the fact that it's got a really long straight, Spa has actually been quite a reasonable track for them. So... Uh, I'll be interested to see how Red Bull get on for the next three races. Um, Nico Hulkenberg, let's talk about him. One of the stars of the weekend. Uh, it's funny, after qualifying on Saturday, he sort of went, yeah, great qualifying, but we've had those before and we just go backwards. But ultimately in the race, you know, he was nearly half a minute ahead of those Force Indias. And that's a really, really strong, convincing performance from them. I, I think that is genuinely... With genuine dry race pace, that is the best performance we've seen from Renault for a long time. And uh, a clear underlying statement that they've improved the car, uh, they've made clear steps forward, and I'll be um, interested to see where, where they go from here. Uh, Force India got a double points finish. 
Williams had a really messy qualifying, ended up down to 15th and 16th. But once again, on lap one, they dragged themselves up. Uh, Massa managed to get himself into the points. Um, but, uh, you know, Valtteri Bottas, let's talk about him because I've sort of gone through everyone else uh, and forgotten the guy who finished second. Um, Valtteri, uh, great recovery, you know, from that gearbox penalty. He didn't do a great job in qualifying by his own admission. He just didn't get the laps together. Um, you know, really got hammered by Lewis in terms of outright speed, but even compared to the Ferraris, he just wasn't there. Uh, and ultimately, though, in the race, he, he came through, showed great tenacity, great pace, uh, pushed all the way through. And ultimately, those punctures obviously benefited him at the end, but um, still, you know, he, he had good, strong pace. And, uh, you know, he's still loosely in touch. He's still a, an outside bet for this World Championship. I think Lewis has put himself firmly as a favourite um, with the Mercedes package now being more competitive. But Valtteri is vaguely in touch. There's, uh, you know, you can't rule him out yet. A couple of DNFs here and there, uh, and all of a sudden he brings himself into play. You know, if Lewis or Seb have some DNFs and he gets a couple of wins, he's, he's in contention. So... Yeah, overall, uh, you know, a good positive end to what could have been a tough weekend for him. Those punctures were worrying, you know, for Pirelli. Um, they've said they still need to investigate. Obviously, Seb had a lockup, but the fact that, you know, Max Hulkenberg as well, you know, stopped soon after the line, um, you know, and his tyres, I saw it in Parkour, they didn't look very good. Um, both Ferraris, you know, I think there's... There's some big questions that need to be answered because um, having that number of punctures is, isn't good. You know, it's not from a safety standpoint and stuff. So I'm sure they'll be investigating it and trying to understand and make it better. But on to Budapest and, uh, you know, that is a Lewis Hamilton track. There are a few tracks around the world where he is just supreme. Um, you know, I think Singapore is one of them. Abu Dhabi is one of them. Um, and he's he's very, very good around Budapest. Silverstone, obviously, as well. So um, I'd be interested to see whether Ferrari... If Ferrari can strike back at Budapest, that'll set everybody up for the rest of the World Championship. But So I think Budapest is a really, really important race for Vettel and Ferrari to get themselves back into this World Championship battle. Let's see how it unfolds. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 